Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski. With me is Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi. As always, we are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Download that PointsBet app and get betting. Hawks lose 5-4 in overtime to the Vegas Golden Knights, blowing a 3 nothing. Second period lead, third period lead, truthfully. They're up 3 nothing when the third began. Vegas comes back and ties it all with, what was it, three minutes and 16 seconds between all three goals? 3-16. Just really uh, turned on the Jets in the in the third period. Alex oh, Dabrinka sure. gave the Hawks a brief lead. Then that was and taken brief. away. Very brief. Yeah. And then the Hawks lose. Evgeny Dodonov in overtime, fitting the guy they tried to trade. He shouldn't even be here. <laughs> He's not, not even supposed, supposed to be here. Be here wow, look at that. Look at the chemistry already. Going to Clerks a week <laughs> into the podcast. But, uh, yeah, a lot to get to in this one. 40 minutes of pr- a pretty impressive display from the Hawks. And then the last 20. Um, not as impressive. Oof, not not great. That The, the, the final f- 20 minutes, um, I, will, I will take the full heat for. Uh, I, I tweeted in the second intermission. I said, wow. Blackhawks are 20 minutes away from being 3-0-0 to start the rebuild, and um, they are 2-0-1 to start the rebuild. So I, my, my apologies for that. I uh, now am officially a Twitter jinx. Um, so <laughs> I think you have been for a while. It's just you're finally admitting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah now it's official. Think, things you know, have not been coming up. Uh, admission is the first step to recovery. Things, so like, okay. things have not been coming up Mario recently. I didn't um, – I think I'm the jinx for wearing my Austin 316 shirt and then the – Knights tie it in literally 316, so might be me. What? Might be Mario. Might be Jay. It what? could be that maybe the Blackhawks just aren't a good hockey team. I That's think that has more probably to do with more it. That's probably more likely. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Lankinen a little itchy that last third period. That first goal went in, and all of a sudden it was like he was trying out for a swim team or something out there half that period. Yeah, the first one was tough. Second one, not much you can do about a redirection way high in the slot. Uh, and then I don't know, two of those I didn't love. On Lankinen, and look, this is what it's going to be. We talked about Lankinen the other day. He's a really good backup, not a good starter, and this is going to be his chance, really, as the season wears out to see if he's worthy of another contract. I think he's worthy of a backup contract, but we'll see. I mean, this was, again, through 40 minutes, playing really well, looking solid, looking strong in the net, and then as soon as the game started to get away from the Hawks, you saw Kevin Lincoln and kind of lose it a little bit too. It looks like the moment got a little big for him. He looked a little shell-shocked. Um, but to brink it, you know, coming back, giving the Hawks another brief lead, like we said, it shows the resilience this team's been playing with since the deadline passed. And 2-0-1 on a West Coast trip, you've got to be happy with that. I know it's a very tough way to lose this game, a game that was well in hand, a game they had no business really losing, uh, they end up losing, but hey, two zero and one on a West Coast trip. I will take a hundred percent of the time. So it's overall a pretty positive result to the three game trip. Yeah, you can argue that they had no business winning that game yeah. in Los Angeles. True. So uh, hockey has a very weird way yeah. of uh, evening things out in the end. So probably didn't deserve two points in Los Angeles. You got them. You definitely deserve two points in Vegas. Only got one. So. In the end, you're probably right where you should have been after these three games. Yeah, and it's encouraging to see, following the trade deadline, um, the kind of effort that they put against against teams that you know Anaheim. Even though they were selling at the deadline, they're they're not that far out of the playoff race, but they are out of the playoff race. Um, Kings are in, and obviously the Golden Knights. This was an important game for them. They Huge game they had them. to come away with a win. There was no reason that they shouldn't have come away with a win against uh, against this Blackhawks team and. Um, they do it in an impressive comeback fashion. First time that they've ever had a, in franchise history, as young as it is, first time the Golden Knights have ever c- gone into a third period, down three goals, and come away not only with a point but a win. 
So uh, an, an impressive comeback for uh, for the Golden Knights. And yeah, I mean, the, you know, the Blackhawks put it to put together a, a pretty good first forty minutes. But I think what we saw in the third period was just a, a team that had a different gear than Chicago did. Yeah. And and I think that that's been the case pretty much this entire season. That when the Blackhawks are playing against tougher teams, there's there's just stretches of the game. Sometimes it's early in the game. Sometimes it's late in the game, where you know just that that opponent has a different gear that the Blackhawks just can't reach this year. Well, and that's the talent gap that we talk about. You know, when the Hawks were winning cups, they were able to roll four lines, and Vegas is a team who a lot of people had cup aspirations for, and, you know, they're not totally healthy by any means, but that's the talent gap is when they're able to take over a game for extended periods, and that's what, to me, was so impressive in the first and the second was the Hawks were dictating the play many times. There were a lot of times where the Hawks had whole possessions in the Vegas Golden Knights zone, and the Knights couldn't get the puck away. And to me, we've seen that a few times since the trade deadline has passed. And like you mentioned, Mario, that to me is is really important. And it, it kind of, and this will kind of be a recurring theme as we wrap up the season here, because what we're doing for is looking for little indicators as to what the future might look like player-wise, what it might look like coaching-wise, etc. And to see this team overall competing as hard as they can is a really good sign for me when it comes to Derek King. I think that his message is getting through. I think the, the team plays hard for him. They, they had every excuse after the trade deadline to throw their hands up and say, all right, just pack it in. Let's just pack it in. Yeah. Let's go about 80% effort, and if we get a couple wins here or there, great. They haven't done that. They've competed hard, and, yeah, they've been up against some more talented teams, but they've held their own, and, and even to get a point in this one, as ugly as the loss was and as – painful as the loss was it was a solid performance against a desperate team and they come away with a point yeah west coast road trips uh they can be pretty brutal yeah on team especially right after a trade deadline you know we've heard all the comments about you know the the mentality of some of the leaders in that locker room after the trade deadline we've been over that but they they went out and tried to win three hockey games and they got five out of six points. That's more than you probably anybody expected yeah. uh, heading this way. So they're playing hard, and that's, that's, that, that's an, it could be attributed to Derek King. He's obviously got these guys buying in, and, uh, you know, we, we all mentioned watching this game, like, oh, my God, he's got the hat on behind the bench. He's <laughs> even fashion plate Derek King. Um, we said he could keep it on as long as they win, so I guess that was one and done for the Flog and Molly special for the, that uh, for the Derek lucky King's hat, got yeah. on. He can wear it for the first two periods against Buffalo on Monday, but I think he has to take <laughs> it off in the third period, just in case. I like it. I, I think it's a good look. I think it's something It's unique. You don't yeah. see a lot of uh, NHL coaches express kind of surprised so. he was allowed to do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess he said it was maybe part of my suit. Love you, too. <laughs> I thought it was Got to complete the ensemble, yeah. Yeah. Hey, good for you. Know, hey, whatever, whatever you want to do, do it. A uh, <laughs> couple quick things. We'll talk about positives from this game. The Hawks had three players uh, extend their point streaks to five straight games. In Dylan Strome, Patrick Kane, Seth Jones, they've all now got points in five straight games. Strome has three goals and seven points over that stretch. Kane, a pair of goals, nine points. And Seth Jones has a goal and five points over the last five games. So, you know, these are guys heading into the year. You expected stretches like this. We've talked about Dylan Strom a lot. Um, Man, this kid has been so good the last six weeks plus, whatever it's been. It's still hard to imagine, you know, why Jeremy Colleton thought he was the worst player in the NHL. I mean, the and I st- and I don't <laughs> yeah and I don't exactly I mean that's how he treated him like you you're yeah, terrible no, you're you, don't, right. you don't get to play um, you know and it and it still scratches my head that we get reports out there you know Scott Powers of the Athletic was one of them that was like feels that Strom isn't coming back next year well he's got he's arbitration eligible so that's going to be fascinating it's, to see right I mean it, it's I, at this point I, I would be it'd be crazy not to bring him back unless. You're going to trade those RFA rights and get something for him, fine. But right now, this kid has done everything to earn another contract with this team. If he wants to be here, maybe he's... Yeah, he could be looking for a change of scenery, too. Why not? I mean, 
if, if I'm a hockey, young hockey player, why would I want to go and not play with Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane? Now, we don't know if Patrick Kane's going to be here next at, year. At le- well, but yeah. If that's my options, yeah. I can go anywhere else or I could play with Patrick Kane and Dylan, Alex DeBrinkett. And he's got his buddy Taylor Radish back. Right. I mean, it's all Boy. it's all about the otters. We're only we're gonna get <laughs> Connor McDavid. We're just Connor here. McDavid and Anthony Sorelli yeah, away. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Well, look, if, if Strom's looking for an eventual big payday, the way he's going to get that is playing with Kane and Debrinkit. Yeah, you're that's gonna, gonna, gonna get Unle- right. Unless, unless he believes that this this back half of, of this season is enough to go out on the open market and say, Hey, look. You know, you guys got some some skilled wingers. Put me between those two guys, and maybe he tries and goes for either the big money or a team that's going to start contending sooner than three, four, five years with Chicago. I think it'll be. I I mean, it's 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 really interesting to see that. You know, he's 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 going into this summer. It looked like like you said, um, Greg, about you know the the report from from Scott Powers that it may not be so such a slam dunk that he comes back this uh, this off season. It'll be interesting to see if if Dylan believes that you know he can get more money and maybe a better opportunity to contend on on the open market. It'll be yeah. and it'll it'll be fascinating for me to see because he is arbitration eligible. Um, if it gets to that point where the Blackhawks value him and where he values himself, um, so that I, that's I think at the, at the very least, Strom has proven that he he is you know much more than than I think what what Jeremy Colleton believed he would have been um and and is definitely a legitimate you know NHL player that can you know have a have a positive impact on a team whether it's in yeah, Chicago or elsewhere he's a top six forward in my in my book top six forward um he's got the skill and when you put him with other top six forwards you get the results. Things, so things there, can go the, well. So there's the question. if if he Because he has to be on the top six. He does not, as we've seen, he doesn't really serve much of a purpose on the bottom six. He's not a defender. He's not a checking line guy. So the question is, which contenders have a top six role for Dylan Strome? And that's what he has to figure out, right? Is there a team that is legitimately contending that can call me their second line center? Eh, I don't know. I always do the game. Where would he have played? on the 2010, 2013, 2015 Blackhawks, right. and he would have been the third-line center. He would have been on the third line. You know, so it, it's tough to – But, I mean, we've I don't know. Se- we've he seen, might be best off here. We've seen contending teams have some skill on their third sure. line and, and, Absolutely. and not necessarily have it be a, a specific role to be either defensive or checking or anything like that. So, I mean, it, it, there's there, there could be different fits around the league, but, you, but you're right. It's, it's fewer and far between that you see a contending team – with a third line center be like their skill guy, pure offense, yeah. right? Right. Uh, Strom's line in this game: a goal, two penalty minutes, two shots, a hit, a giveaway, a takeaway, two block shots, and he won nine of sixteen faceoffs. He was the only Blackhawk over fifty percent from the faceoff dot. He won fifty six percent in this game, so he and just that's... keeps playing solid. And it's like Patrick Kane said: when you put Dylan Strom with skilled players, he can produce. And here he is. He's been one of the most consistent Blackhawks over the last few months, and I'm just really glad to see him get a legit opportunity. I'm glad to see King just sticking with that line. It's working. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, w- Don't mess with things just for the sake of messing with it. By the way, speaking of that, later in the show we're going to get to Derek King's comments pregame about how he's going to sort of juggle the Kubalik, Kurashev, Entwistle, et cetera sort of things down the stretch here. I had some interesting comments we wanted to share with you pregame that you might have missed. I think Derek King is, is a, a little bit of a of – a lineup whisper because he takes Kurashev out, puts him back in, Kurashev scores. Takes Kubalik out, puts him back in, Kubalik scores. I think maybe just every game just rotate someone out, someone someone in, doesn't matter who it is, right. and then when they come back in they'll score. I, I think I think that's the 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 real trend here, right? Hey, that's something we'll, you can we'll bank on. We'll find out. Um <laughs> well he had a solid game too, Kubalik with uh, yeah. obviously a goal, he was plus 2, five shots on goal, three more shot attempts and three hits. Or Dominic Kubi. He it's, was engaged. It's the most engaged I've seen him in a game in a very long time, especially uh, in the weeks leading up to the trade deadline. It was almost like he was just fading into the into the background. And, you know, he played 10 minutes. He'd have one shot, be a minus one. And it's just like, right. you know, what, what purpose was he serving? And, you know, it could probably be a reason why he is still with the team is that he – 
he disappeared so much down the down the stretch leading up to the deadline that no team was actually going to give up anything of, of value for him. And that could be a part of the reason, you know, that trade deadline and all those rumors, it's got to, you know, guys will tell you, well, I don't pay attention to that stuff. That's a load of, of garbage. Yep. Uh, you can't escape it, um, you know, this day and age. It's not 1974 where all you had to do is open up a newspaper to see these things. It's everywhere. Um, so that could have something to do with it. And, hey, he scored that goal early in the first period, and that could have just been like, okay, I remember how to do this. Let's have some fun. Let's play some hockey. Confidence and, and taking the pressure off goes a long way out on the ice. And, um, you know, good for him to score. He had a couple other chances in this game, and, and you know, one more there in the end would have been nice. But, uh, you know, you like to see it. He, he seems like a good enough guy, and we've, we've seen him do it before. It's got to be tough what he's gone through this season. No doubt. And mostly most of last season, too. Uh, yes, I'm the guy that picked him to lead the team in goals before <laughs> the season started. So it's not too late. He's going to score. You know, <laughs> he's got to catch fire. He's going to get like nine hat tricks in the next he's 10 about, games, and I'm going to look like a genius. Um, but no, 20, I mean, 25 but the fa- behind Debrinket. The fact that you were able to make that bet and it not be an absurd bet at the time, it shows you like we've seen what he can do. This season is not a typical Dominic Kubelik season. He's having a bad year, and, you know, we've got the entire summer to discuss it, and we will, but you've got to wonder, you know, probably an affordable contract to bring back, and I don't know. That, that's, he's 26. We, yeah. He's not old. He's not old. He's not young, but he's not old. And like we discussed over the last few shows, you can't have an exclusively kids roster uh, every year, even even in the heart of a rebuild. And the other thing is, as a rebuilding team, bringing in a guy like the Hawks did this year with Flurry for just money, and then you flip him at the deadline. I look at Det- what Detroit did with Nick Letty, bring him in, flip him at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Those are the sort of things too you can see the Hawks doing um, as they are building, to- as they work towards this rebuild. You can bring in some veteran assets on short-term, inexpensive deals, and then flip them at the deadline. So, a lot to get to. We've got plenty of time to do that, um, but I think it's just something to keep an eye on. I don't know. I- I'm not. I've seen too much good from Kubli to completely throw in a towel on him. I don't know. The he's, guy's he's a guy that you could probably get cheap to come back. Yeah. And then if he catches fire and we see him when he was that 30 goal scorer, then that's a contract that becomes very valuable at yeah. a trade deadline. His value's never been lower. Right. Right. And that's when you don't that's when you don't trade guys. Right. And it, it appears yeah. that Kyle Davidson kind of has figured that out. I mean, it's hard to trade a guy when there is no value. I'm not saying he didn't try to trade Kubli, but he didn't think he was going to get enough value for him because there were a lot of reports out there that Anaheim was in on him, mm-hmm. Edmonton was in on him, and nothing materialized. So Davidson, as I wrote over at allchgo.com this week, he seems like he has identified what he wants for each one of his guys. If he doesn't get it, he's fine sitting on it. And I'm okay with that too. Um, you know, so he decided to, t- to trade a guy like Brendan Hagel when his trade value was at an all-time high. It was never going to get any higher than to the it moon. was. So, you know, we see how many times where, you know, Stan Bowman screwed that up. He had Eric Gustafson coming off a 60-point season. Trade value was never going to be higher, and he sat on him. And then he got, what, a third rounder the mm-hmm. next a th- year? A, th- a third at that next year's trade. Right. When, if he traded him that right it after that season, he probably could have got first. a first. So, yeah. you know, there's, 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 there's a, a, a key to being able to know when exactly to move a guy. And so far, yes, it's been less than a month as full-time GM. But so far, it seems that, that Davidson kind of has his, his finger on the pulse of, hey, I'm never going to get a better offer for this guy now, so I'm going to do it. Or, hey, I could probably wait this one out and maybe get more of a return down the road. And if not, then it is what it is. And let's, you know, let's see if Kubali can, you know, create some chemistry with a new teammate in Taylor Radish and back on a line with Jonathan Taze, which is who he played with when he had his 30-goal rookie season. It was a, it was a different Jonathan Taze, but someone who's, you know, he, who he's familiar with. I, I think, you know, that's that's – this part of the season, that's something that you can look at and see if some chemistry builds with that with that trio, and that can be something that we move into next season with. It, you know, it could be something enough to bring Kubelik back. If Taze is part of the equation, then you know that's that's a trio that could work. We are getting a little little love in the uh, live chat for for uh, Kubelik. 
Uh, Drive Secure says bring him back for one more year if he can find a net. Uh, Ryan's wondering why he doesn't get more power play time. Well, I mean, he had a, he was not earning it for right, a I large mean, portion yeah, of this year. I mean, goal scorers that can't score don't deserve power play time. But this is something now. If this goal today can maybe get him going, he should be when he's hot. He's hot, and he's a good. He's a sniper. Get him on. Get him on the power play. But he's got to earn it, as Mario said, and I think. If there's one thing Derek King has proven since he's been here, it's you've got to earn your time with him. He doesn't just give it out because, hey, you once scored 30 goals. I'm putting you on the power play. He's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately guy, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's what you need for a rebuilding team. Greg, you mentioned you're writing at allchgo.com. We've got a good offer for you, so listen up here. The best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet, and now... Online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. What are you waiting for? Get on PointsBet now. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We have a a live final score in the uh, NCAA tournament. Denver tops North uh, Minnesota Duluth 2-1. So that will eliminate uh, Blackhawks prospects Wyatt Kaiser and Connor Kelly from the NCAA tournament. So just a quick little update there as I was uh, keeping tabs on that. Notre Dame and Minnesota State, they are underway. Uh, Notre Dame has Ryder Rolston and Landon Slagert. So those are the final two Blackhawks prospects that are alive in the NCAA tournament. Greg, you brought up a, a good point about Derek King and earning ice time. Um, I think that that's, that's something that uh, we, we wanted to, to, to mention and talk about. So if we have uh, Derek King's sound from before the game. I think we want to get to that and, and talk about what he had to say. Pretty much the same. Uh, Kubi will come back in and uh, Kershev will, will come out. But, and I talked to those guys and it's, I talked to him and uh, Borkstrom about just Sometimes it's just a little rotation now uh, because finishing off the season here, we only have so many games. I'd like to try to get guys in and, and, and let them show, you know, prove that they've earned a spot, you know, and, and they finish strong. So uh, it's kind of Kershev, not based on how he plays, and it's just more just a rotation. Lankin will play net. Uh, Vlasic will take warm-up and probably not play yet. So, but he'll get his games in. Take our time with them. No, I'd be like Kershev, Borgstrom, guys like that, and you know, like NC, and and just I'll figure out a little schedule for these guys and get them, get them their games, their reps, and uh, it'll, it'll be good. He's on with. I'll put him on with Taves, and uh, who do I got on that side there? Radish. Yeah. Well, oh, just to work, you know, keep working how he is, but work a little smarter, be a little patient, and and uh, when he has the puck, shoot it. So um, I I have no worries about him. Like I said, this was just more or less just a reset for the hit the reset button and then clear the mind a little bit and and come back fresh. Did the priorities change? Yeah, I I like the approach there, uh, especially the way he's talking so openly about it because. I think it's easy for a young player like Kurashev to be scratched and think, well, I'm doing my best. You know, I'm, I know I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Patrick Kane. I'm not Alex Dabrinkit, but I'm out there working. And for the coach to say, look, it's not performance-based. We just have a lot of bodies we want to get in. We don't want anyone just sitting there for a long time not playing. 
Um, so I get it. I like that he's being open about it. I agree with it because, look, you've got to figure out what you've got here. And Borgstrom, even Kublik, if we as we've been discussing, all these kind of fringe NHL players that they have on the roster, the Hawks have to find out who's got what, who's going to compete now, who's going to pack it in, and the best way to do that is to play all of them and evaluate from there. So I'm down with that plan. I think it makes a lot of sense. And, again, I think the fact that King is so communicative – and this is what we heard about Jeremy Cowden. He's just a master communicator, but no one seemed to know what the hell was going on at any time on the right. roster. Uh, this is different. This is a guy saying, hey, you're not being punished. We're just trying to get other guys in. Keep working hard. Keep doing what you're doing. Here's a few things you can improve on, which I'm sure Kurashev already knows. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the next game. And he's taken that approach not only with you know, guys who are more, NH- you know, more seasoned in the NHL, like, Borgstrom, Kurashev, and Kubelik, but he's also doing it with the young players coming up. I mean, Alex Vlasic had two, you know, he got his first two NHL games when he first joined the team, and he's been scratched ever since. And, you know, I I was I was talking about it, um, you know, in, in, in the last game where, you know, Gustafson was was in the lineup and, and Vlasic was scratched. And I'm just thinking, like, why? he's he's – He's there to get his his first you know taste of the NHL, his first NHL ice time. You you don't have to showcase Gustafson anymore. He's not going to be traded. You know you're at a point where wins and losses don't really matter. You're looking to try and get some of these young guys some some NHL ice time. Why not have Alex Vlasic in the lineup? But you know uh, you know with 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 King, it looks like it's more of a you know trying to to earn it uh, mentality, which I can appreciate. You know, with with young, a young guy coming into a team that's not contending, you don't want to just hand him ice time and say, "Here, you're you know unearned. You're just going to keep playing." I think you know having a little bit of that mentality where, like, yeah, you're you're going to get your playing time, but you have to show me that you you know want to work for it. I'm I'm fine with that. I just I would like to see a little bit more of Alex Vlasic yeah, and yeah. a little bit less of Eric Gustafson I, I at this would, point. If you're not going to play Alex Vlasic, send him down to the Ice Hogs and let him play. You know, let him get some pro ice time. The Ice Hogs definitely can use a guy. You know, they, uh, they're they fighting for their playoff lives down there. I think it would be much more uh, beneficial for Vlasic to play 18, 19 minutes a night in the AHL, two, three nights a week, than eating popcorn in the press box yeah. in Las Vegas. You know, poor, poor, poor Vlasic. He's not even <laughs> old enough to enjoy Vegas, doesn't get to play. Poor guy. You know, hey, we're going to go down to a casino, play Mario Kart in a room, kid. And then, and then he doesn't even get to play. What a, you know, what a rough start. But I'll, I'll switch places. With well, him. it sounded like King sort of was alluding to the fact that what they saw from Vlasic early was maybe the game was moving a little too quickly for him. And they want him to get him up to speed. But taking warm-ups and practicing with the team isn't going to get you ready for NHL game speed. I agree with you, Greg. If he's not going to play, I'd rather him play. But if he's not going to play, you've got to send him to Rockford and get him some ice time and get him some pro hockey minutes because... Get acclimated to the system. They play the same exact system down there. He could play with guys that he might be playing with in the near future. There's nothing wrong getting some chemistry with a Wyatt Kelnuck or an Isaac Phillips or or Nicholas Bodine. Your future Blackhawk defense is down in Rockford right now, so get him down there. Otherwise, play him here and, you know... I've yeah, I, I can't I can't I never need Eric to see I never need I to see him again no honestly and I didn't and, need to see him again before this season and there's just zero reason to play the guy yeah. zero I'm not trying to be hot takey I don't think it, it is a hot take by any means but like seems like a good dude I just at this point in the Blackhawks organizational stage there's no point for him to be on the ice no. he yeah. contri- is not contributing offensively which was the main reason you had him in the first place was, those, all right, he'll those, come on. Those and, power play points. That was the whole reason. Yeah. They him in or load, and they're just not crap. there. Obviously, he's not a great defender. Put a kid out there. I don't know what you do. I'm assuming when Connor Murphy comes back, he'll be gone or at least out. But S- Send yeah. Harry Kane's doppelganger to the press box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, all, all the best to Eric Gustafson. Thanks for your service. All those great things. Once a Blackhawk, always a Blackhawk, whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> being on this Blackhawks team is, well, we won't go that far, but you know what I mean? It's, I just, I just don't understand what it accomplishes. It was, it was a, it's, it was a retread signing uh, again by Stan Bowman um, that again, didn't work out. Yeah, the day, the day, two hours after Stan Bowman stepped down, Eric Gustafson should have been handed his release papers. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I, there's, there's, like you said, Jay. When when Connor Murphy comes back, I as, assume Gustafson will be the one to to rotate out. Um, you know, and and we, you know, happy birthday, Connor Murphy. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, but you know, we we talked about it before. You know, before when we were watching the game about you know what do they do with Caleb Jones? And I think he's some, he's someone that down this this final stretch of of, of the season. Um, you know, he's, he's got an opportunity to really solidify his, uh, his case to come back in, in the, uh, in the off season. Uh, he's, he's on an expiring contract and, um, I mean, he's, he's been fine. He's, he's been, you know, a, a fine as a, as a number six, number seven defenseman. I think that's the, the role he's going to play. Um, you know, we were talking about it. Maybe that's just the ceiling he has in his career and, you know, that's, that's fine to have. And I, I think if, if you're going to bring him back, uh, allowing him to 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 get minutes down the stretch here is, is what you're going to see, and I think that'll be just another reason to to rotate Gustafson out and you know start to rotate in some of the some of the younger younger players. Caleb Jones played 2249 in this game. Yeah, he was he was out there a lot. Yeah, out there a lot. We were discussing it, you know, at lunch. He's just I don't know. He hasn't really been great. He hasn't been bad. He's just kind of been a guy. But if that's your sixth or seventh defenseman, you could do a hell of a lot worse than that. That's not what he is right now for the Blackhawks, but I think that's where he projects in his NHL career. And look, if it's going to keep Seth happy to have him here, <laughs> you might as well. I don't know. I, I I'm not ready to just say, okay, well, see ya. I, I I think there's there is room for growth. I don't know how much growth. I don't know. He's never going to be a star by any means, but so far this year he's been more solid than anything else. Um, for his role, and and I, I'm definitely open to giving him another look. Yeah, if he's your sixth defenseman, you're you're okay. Like, and he's had to play an elevated role these last couple of weeks with the injuries and and all that stuff, and he's done fine. Like, not oh my god, we got a Norris Trophy winner, but you know he's come up with some big uh, shot blocks. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he he's he's very good at getting his stick in in the passing and and shot shooting lanes. You know, if he's your sixth defenseman going in the next season, then you've got a legit NHL defense. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be your second pairing defenseman, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, that's that's, so, that's not good. You know, again, putting in the guy in his right role, you'll be fine. So I wouldn't say I would expect Caleb Jones to be back, but I'd be more surprised if he's not here than if he is for next season. And he's played... He's played really – he's another one that kind of – once he got that for sure was going to play every night role, he improved. Mm-hmm. His confidence got better. And, you know, for a lot of the season, you know, he, he dealt with some a couple of injuries that mm-hmm. kept him out. And then he was he was that guy that was – he's in a game, he's out of game, he's in a game, he's out of game. Especially for young players, it's so hard to get into a groove. Now that he's played these last – you know, whatever weeks it's been that he's been on the ice every game. He knows he's playing every game. He knows his role is more defined. He's played better. So again, it's like we've said, once you get a guy, his role defined, it's up to them to embrace it. And we've seen guys embrace those roles. I think for a defenseman, especially being in the lineup regularly makes a big difference. Knowing you're not going to be in and out press box, ice press box, ice, Knowing you're in every game lets you find a rhythm, lets you get a chemistry with a partner. It's it's beneficial, but I, I think especially for defensemen that matters because you've got to know where your partner is at all times. You've got to get a sense of that chemistry, and uh, I think he's earned the chance to play the remainder of the games this season. I, I don't think there's any question about it. And, uh, yeah, I, I've been pleased with his performance this year. I think he's been – I'm trying to think of any, oh, my God, that was horrible moments from him and I can't really top of my head. No, I don't, I don't think he's had too many standout terrible moments. He hasn't had too many standout great moments. I right. think he's I, like like we've all said. I think he's just a, a very fine third pair defenseman, and um, you know he, he's he's out there. He probably won't win you a game, but hopefully won't cost you a game. I think that that's really all you can look for out of a player that's going to play in that kind of role. We have yeah. uh, someone asking uh, about Mario's food experience. Uh-huh. Um, we uh, 
we have another story. Um, <laughs> my last food experience or my current food well, experience? Which specific? They of ask the you many. if you're still looking for your delivery. Um, oh, but there's yeah. another. We'll we'll get to that after our yep. fourth star of the game. There yep. is another. We, the Mario experience has been quite the ride this week. We have um, Justin too asking if we ever had that pizza party. Oh, the pizza party. <laughs> pizza party. We, we did have some pizza this when afternoon. We he uh, never got his food. Let's get to our fourth <laughs> stars of the yep. game, and uh, we'll update all the food news from around yes. the CHGO Blackhawks podcast world. Uh, I'm going to go with Dominic Kubalik. We talked about him a lot to start the game. Solid return to the lineup with a goal and several more scoring chances. Um, really sort of was noticeable for the first time in a while for me. So I'm going to give it to him. I think he had a solid game. Greg? I'm going to go with, uh, you know, the most valuable player on this Hawks team this season. Alex Dabrinkit, uh scored a goal for the third straight game, had an assist, was a plus two on the day, six shots on goal. Uh, one thing I've been liking of his game re- a lot, we know he can shoot the puck, we know he can score, but he's made some incredible passes these last couple of games. Uh, his assist on the uh, first uh, goal of the second period, the Taves goal, was a great play, a little slap pass. Um, you know, and he also had a couple of hits, so we know that he's feisty. He's out there. He does. He's not a guy you'll ever have to question his effort. Uh, he cares every time he's on the ice. So I'm going. I'm going with the cat. 37 goals on the season now. It's pretty good. Last I, time I checked, that is pretty good. I'm <laughs> gonna go with uh, with Jonathan Tays. Uh, he's he's kind of uh, hasn't been the the most favorable Blackhawk on this podcast for the last couple of days, but uh, he had a pretty solid game tonight. Scored. The uh, the tap in goal off the uh, DeBrincat assist uh, in this one also had an uh, an assist of his own five shots on net two hits uh, in game nine ninety eight of his career um, yeah I I think it was you know it, it was it was a good game from him uh, I think what we're seeing as he's gotten to the, the back half of this season is um, you know the, the I think getting he's got his legs underneath him as best as he probably can physically right now. Um, the first half of the year, you know, it took him so what was 25, 26 games to get his first goal of the season. Yeah. Um, now he's 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 got nine on the year after his goal today. Uh, all of them coming in the last thirty games. He's had uh, nineteen points in the last thirty games, which is which is you know pretty pretty positive. Um, so yeah, he he had a good game tonight. Hopefully that that can continue through the through the rest of the season, and hopefully he can, uh, you know, lead lead the team uh, through the rest of the year, both on and off the ice, and the best way that uh, that he knows how. All right, so we need to reach a consensus here. I will go with you on this one, Mario, because it has been a tough week for Taves. It's been a tough season for Taves, and uh, I feel like he needs a hug from us. <laughs> So I'm going to give him the virtual uh, hug, and I will go with you for the four star Jonathan Taves. All right, I'm 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 hopping on that ride. There we go, as Joey says. Yes. All right, we don't want to be known as the negative, the anti Jonathan Taves. We're not we're not kicking podcast. him. We still love our captain. Of course, kicking him and everything he's done. Um, so this was a nice response. It's been a rough week. We've heard the clips. They were showing him on ABC. You know, he gave us he gave us the hot takes for the week, but yep. then he came out and had a nice game. So yeah. that's all you want to see. You know. Good response. So we'll we'll make it official. So congratulations, Jonathan. You will get your free uh, CHGO Blackhawks T-shirt in the mail, um, and an in-studio invite to come chat with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Open invite. Come on down. We got we're not plen- far. We got plenty of schmediums in stock. We'll, we'll <laughs> get yeah. one over to the cabin. We got a lot of those. I will not be <laughs> taking any of those. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mario, you wrote this week about the Blackhawks leadership beyond Jonathan Taves at allchgo.com. You should jump on that membership. If you haven't already, listeners, uh, you get access to all the great writing that our entire CHGO sports team does. You become a member, you get a free T-shirt. The merch from the CHGO locker is, I say sweet, the kids say dope. No, Luke Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer says dope. My daughter says (laughs) fire. (laughs) She said, those are fire to me last night, three times trying to buy her baseball cleats. Good luck finding those, by the way, around the world. Baseball cleats? Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Well, I'm wow. sure you can find plenty of baseball cleats. It's hard finding fire baseball fire, cleats. Ba- that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's, that's a good true. point. They got to be fire. Uh, you'll also get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So go to allchgo.com, sign up for the membership there. Remember, if you make a $50 uh, deposit to PointsBet when you sign up using code CHGO, you get all that stuff for free. So jump on that. And join us. All right. We've got some updates to uh, <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> oh my God. So 
I found the big door. Yes. Which was <laughs> somehow I missed it. I parked across the street from it every day I've been at CHGO so far and never saw it. It is the door. It's not a functional door. It is a decorative door for Big Monster Toys, which is a toy company located right on Racine there. And how I missed this door, it, I'll never it, understand. I've, I've walked past it ha- at least a dozen times going to this <laughs> office, and I've, I've never, never noticed it until... I thought it was a garage. I, I did, I I did I too. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at the door, there's a big glass, uh, you know, there's window. windows on the yeah. top, and there's a giant plush monster looking out the window. It's very cool, and I saw a bunch of people taking selfies out there today. How we missed it, no idea. If you don't know the story, <laughs> were they taking the selfies because of our story? I think so. Maybe yeah, yeah. Yeah. that had to be it. This is where this is where Mario's cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, be. right. Yeah, yeah. But well, your food was not there. We were talking no. It to, was it was gone. Yeah. We were talking to Luke about it, and he was like, "I know that door," and thought it was like weird that we didn't. I d- it I is am, weird that I we didn't. It is with yeah. you guys that I. Have never seen it. I, when I walk in, I am just focused on Blackhawks hockey. That's it. That, I got the blinders. <laughs> Maybe Luke needs be. more focus. Yeah, Luke. You know, well, yeah. what's what's wild Don't is merge. not only is it not only is it right there on Racine. It's literally around the corner yes. from the the alley in which you know you walk down to to get to our office. So right. so I I will apologize to the driver. You were not far away, but that also wasn't where my yeah. food was supposed right. to go. Well, so let's, let's recap. We'll give the short version of the story before we get to today's story. Uh, Mario, there's the picture. There's the picture. <laughs> you can see the monster still, in there uh, all, all lit up there. Yeah, so. So that that's is, where Mario's food was supposed to be left by his food delivery service, and it was not. There is no there is no food in this picture. No. But just a, a comically large door <laughs> with, a, uh, with, with a monster in the window. All right, so, so then today... We had lunch at Rinaldi's before the game and during the game. And Mario texted us, I'm running late. I have to get new pants. <laughs> now, I will let you fill in the blanks I there on that I one. Thought. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're a little young for that to be happening. But whatever. No, no shame. So we were meeting, we were meeting for lunch. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I live outside the city. And so I, I have to commute in. And I stopped at... Um, at a, a, a coffee and donuts place that's pretty pretty prominent. Don't want to name it, but they uh, their their donuts are called Munchkins. Um, and side note, got my order wrong, but that's not uh, that's not the problem here. Um, <laughs> Again, <laughs> so I I went to transfer the coffee in their cup to this travel cup here because it'll stay. It was an iced coffee, so it'll stay colder longer, and. So I'm in the parking lot transferring the, the iced coffee to the travel mug. And, of course, too much ice gets into the mug. So I'm like, okay, I still have half my coffee in the cup. I want all the coffee to be in the mug, right? So I put the coffee with, with, on top of my, the hood of my car. Mm-hmm. And I have the lid from the coffee scooping out some of the ice. Well, today is windy. Big gust of wind blows the coffee off the hood of my car all over my pants like and this isn't like oh shoot I spilled a little bit this was these pants are no longer serviceable to me (laughs) and I'm too far away from home to double back and change pants so I just have to soldier on through and and meet you guys for lunch but I'm and I'm I'm like it is cold coffee it is a cold day I'm I cannot go into public with these these pants because they're they're soaked and stained so luckily, I was close enough to uh, to a, a mall that uh, I, I thought, okay, I'll I'll just go in, I'll get a, a pair of pants. It's an emergency, whatever. So I go into the mall and I go to a store that I know is going to be reliable to find pants. The pair of pants that I was wearing was from this store. I don't want to name the store, but if you rearrange the letters, it spells PAG. And so I go to this store, <laughs> and. When I was a kid, this store was a nice mixture of affordable and stylish. And somewhere in the time that I've grown up from being a kid to being a 32-year-old adult, their pants became $80? Yeah. When did that happen? So, I, I, so I'm, I have to walk through the mall with coffee-stained pants, which I'm sure people gave me a side eye and was like, what the hell happened to that guy? 
And I have to walk in, take a pair of pants, look at the tag, and put it back on the shelf and walk back out. Because I'm not spending $80 on an emergency pair of pants. I'm not that desperate. <laughs> These pants aren't that wet. Luckily. <laughs> it's a very expensive cup of coffee. Yes. This, this, and, and, and so I, the, at this point, I'm like, I'm going to be late. These guys are expecting me to, to, to get to uh, Rinaldi's at 1 o'clock. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting to 1 o'clock. So I text you guys. I said, hey, I'm running behind. I have to buy new pants. So luckily... Uh, uh, you know, maybe a half mile away, there's another clothing store, which again, I don't want to name, but it is the first name of Eminem's actual real name. And I get there. I'm like, I know I can find just an emergency pair of pants. So I get there and again, stained wet pants. I just, I, I walk in, I'm like, I, I have to swallow my pride and get these pants. So I, so I finally find a pair. I go back, try them on. They fit. They're fine. And I, I walk out to the, uh, to the fitting room attendant and I ask, I say, is it okay if I just wear these pants out the door because I had a situation with my current pair of pants? And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, I saw, that's fine. <laughs> and so, so, I, I, so I go out to, the, uh, to, to check out and I'm like, hey, can I, can I wear these out? She said it was fine. He's like, yeah, it's fine. So I have to turn my butt to the scanner and he has to scan the tag and... Yeah, so I, I found a pair of pants, saved the day. So very appreciative of the uh, <laughs> of the employees there for allowing me to uh, to walk out with those it pants. Was a good thing it was you because Jay and I looking for emergency pants would would st- That's I'd, tough. St- I'd still be at the <laughs> yeah, mall. The thirty six twenty eights are hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so. I have the exact opposite. That they, they've I guess the they've, the world doesn't exist that six foot two fat guys roam the world like every every fat guy is supposed to be like five foot seven or shorter. Well, I'm I'm with I'm there. Yeah, that's it's, me. So I'm, the, the I'm the poster child for fatness. So yeah, thankfully, so, thankfully I was, pants. yeah, I was able to find a pair of pants and Bill uh, just thinks you should leave hockey pants in your car. What's yeah, that? That's it. Just wear hockey Bill, pants. Bill thinks you should just leave hockey pants in your car. You could put them over your real pants and it'll I, I, splash I guess right I off. I could. I mean, my, my, <laughs> my hockey pants, uh, have been sitting in my bag for over a year. Yeah, I'd appreciate so you. So they're not going to smell, they're not no, going to be smelling be, any. You're going to be in studio B by yourself. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to smell good at all. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So yeah, these. These are the uh, the emergency. Well, pants. I was worried. You did well. They I was good. worried when you when you got to the restaurant and you told us about this. I was like, well, they, we're not getting the pizza we ordered. Nice. I was worried, but the, yeah, very good. So dry. Right. <laughs> Such dry pants. Well, and the thing is, these are like off the rack, brand new pants. So there is no flexibility in them. So sitting like this is not. You know what I hear not, makes pants not a little more flexible? Uh, Ice coffee on the crotch. That'll make them a lot yeah. more flexible. Well, I'm gonna have to get home and see if I can save those pants because those, again, those were well, I, I expensive saw, pag pants. I saw Mrs. So. Terabasi in the chat room, so she, she she's yeah. aware of what's oh, happening. Gosh, so yeah. there she is, right there. She's uh, excellent. Fire pants. There you go. Show those off. <laughs> Bring them home. Do the whole thing. You might have just got, uh, you might have just got us kicked off of YouTube, but you're modeling that. It might be too been hot. Flagged. Too hot for TV. Apologies. Well, it's got to be a better week for you next week. Mario. Can't be worse. It's got to be. You, you got shorted with your fries from Nando's. You've got your <laughs> delivery snafu. You've got the wet pants. Next week will be better. By the way, Monday through Friday this coming week. So we'll be here every yep. freaking weekday. So keep your eyes out for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Anyway, I guess we should get back to hockey. Yeah, we can. <sighs> Listen, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm really going to try and be on top of my game, so I don't have to come onto the show and news, and expound on my first world problems. Tuesday show is a remote show. We're yes. all gonna be coming live from our homes. Mm-hmm. None of us have to wear pants at all. No I pants. will not be. I will not be. No. No, no pants Tuesday. True. No pants Tuesday. So look out for that. That's a guarantee. Yes. That's something we could, you know, pitch to pitch to Jake and Kevin and, and see if we can get that as Oh, a, I'm sure they'll <laughs> jump right over. Knowing the rest of this group, I, I think that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, no one wants that. I, you know, if I was wearing no pants, my wife would jump into the chat and say, for the love of God, <laughs> put the pants back on, please. No one wants to see that, myself included. So, anyway... So yeah, Hawks lose five four in overtime to the Vegas. <laughs> well, let's Golden get back Knights. to another Blackhawks loss. I just want to laugh. I just want to laugh at the Knights again for Evgeny Dodonov being really good since he's yeah since the return to sender situation happened with him. <laughs> he had a week like Mario too, where <laughs> things did not go so well for him. He but thought, it was just, yeah. it's just so fitting that he comes back for Vegas 
and is just putting on a show just for on them. Fire. And wins the game for them in overtime in a game they absolutely needed. I saw before the game their playoff chances were about 40, 48, 47%. They're so teetering. it's a huge win for them. And uh, to see him deliver, you got to feel good for him. There's got to be a little bit of Dodonov thinking like, yeah, that's right. This yeah. is what, this is what you try to get rid of, no, baby. No chip, no chip on that show. You can't run all. from me. Yeah, I'm here, and I'm here to save you from your horrible, horrible play so far this season. <laughs> I hope he, I hope he blew a kiss to Kelly McCrimmon in the press box after he scored that overtime goal. Yeah, like, just yeah, right here, just a big old your right, welcome. Just, just point right to his crotch, right here, buddy. <laughs> Give him the old DX. Yeah, yeah, that that was uh, some poetic justice, I guess. But uh, man, I would be. A very hockey happy hockey fan if Vegas missed the playoffs. I just think that would be hilarious. Just the way everything has been, and they got to get every free agent. They're going to make every trade. Somehow the salary cap doesn't exist in the state of Nevada, <laughs> apparently. Uh, no state income tax and no NHL salary cap in Nevada. For them to just not make the playoffs would be – I'm sorry. It'd be delicious. I would love it. Um, I'm not sorry, but I don't have the hatred for Vegas. I'm just, I'm not, I don't hate them. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm annoyed over it already. Like, okay. Congratulations. You've got a very expensive hockey team of guys that are all going to be on the wrong side of 30. Enjoy salary cap. Hell you've traded away all your top prospects to get these guys. You don't have a whole lot of draft picks. Enjoy empty arenas and really bad hockey for the next few years. If you don't win, that's why they needed to win a cup in these last couple of years and maybe they still do. They get, they got a lot of talent that's hurt. You know, Mark Stone's not playing. Pacioretty's not playing. Leonard's not playing. They get all those guys back in time for the playoffs. They're still going to be a very dangerous team, but you know what? I, I enjoy watching them lose. Yeah. They're absolutely, uh, coming to the end of their window to, to really hit the ground running as an expansive franchise and win a cup. It's, it's going to come crashing down very quickly if they do not, yeah. Uh, if they don't, if they don't get the cup, and it's gonna get very ugly very soon. There. Yeah. And and, and we might not see <clears throat> a situation like like Vegas uh, if if the NHL uh, GMs meeting and and the rules uh, that are being discussed at those meetings uh, come to fruition, where they were, you know, on the table is maybe a salary cap that extends into the playoffs, and uh, Vegas would be a team that would absolutely not be able to be constructed the way they are if right. that were to be the case. It would have hurt Tampa in the past too. Yeah, they would not yeah. have. They have not have won the last two Stanley Cups. The Blackhawks would not have won the Stanley Cup in 2015, probably, yeah. because there was that Patrick Kane broken clavicle that allowed them to go out and get a guy like Anton Vermette. Mm-hmm. They were over the cap until he came back. So uh, it's definitely a debate. Um, that that's uh, we we talked about this at lunch too, and I was like, man, we just recorded our August 13th <laughs> episode of the Blackhawks yeah. podcast. I mean, I would absolutely hate. A salary cap into the postseason yeah. just because it's just like can I'm, we just play hockey at, yeah. in in the, in April and May and June like I don't want to I don't want to have to think about you know how many who who can fit under the cap who's going to be available like I don't want to think about that if once you were, if you were once able it's to playoff time just rules. play. If you were able to, to be without a guy for months on a season and you were still good enough to get a good, good seed in the playoffs, then fine. Go for it. Right. Yeah. I, like, yeah, uh, there's a lot of salary cap discussion we can have in the offseason. I, for one, am ready to get rid of the whole thing, bring in a luxury tax, let these teams yep. spend. The salary cap essentially punishes you for being good at drafting and developing players. And half of the season, the salary cap is not real. No. It, the, it's not real money. It's not, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. teams find ways to get around it. So whatever if, it if, needs to if, if everybody's is. finding loopholes to get around it anyway then what the hell are we doing here? yeah right. exactly the point it, it defeats it. the purpose of there's always going to be a loophole the, okay right. change the rules again the, the smart a smart gm with a great lawyer will find a way to a loophole and everybody will exploit it that's brent seabrook tampa bay lightning marion hosa arizona coyotes that whole thing yeah. of just letting contracts go somewhere to die Chris while the Pronger, players are Arizona Coyotes. Not, not going somewhere to die. Go to Arizona. Go to Arizona to die. To die. Good point. Good point. Yeah, it's it's broken. It's a broken system that absolutely it, needs some addressing. Arizona leads the NHL history for the most Hall of Famers on their franchise that never actually played a game <laughs> for their franchise. Congratulations. Dave Bolin. Wasn't Dave he Bolin, a another coyote? Yep. yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep. The Predators would put a banner up for that. <laughs> most most Hall of most Famers dead, had never played most for Most dead us. money yeah. <laughs> acquired. Yes. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, no, uh, no, no offense to our PHNX uh, friends down there in Phoenix, but, I mean, Coyotes are they're a, they're not a good spot. And they're going to be playing in front of uh, uh, 4,000 fans next year. So 
Good job. Well, that's if they sell Good out job. that building. It's if it's, they sell it's, out. Yeah. That I think it's gonna be interesting to watch. They have to. I think being in that arena for that is an experience worth paying for. To be in an NHL game with that, it's gonna it's gonna feel building. like it's gonna feel like if you go to like a spring training baseball game. Yeah, like it's you know. But it will actually matter though. Right. The, right. So, the, uh, the well, maybe not because it's the Coyotes, but <laughs> theoretically matter. The cynic in me, the guy that loves chaos, wants one of those. What is it? Two years they're going to be there? Three years? I think three years. I want the Coyotes in one of those three seasons to go on some magical run from the eight seed and somehow make the Stanley Cup final. So the NHL has to have their championship series in front of 3,700 fans in a, in a college <laughs> arena. That would God. be just the perfect justice. Be fantastic. And again, no offense to our Phoenix crew, but I mean, this is a team that just, every, it's just, it's a nightmare. And, and, the, a, le- and a, the league is insisting it's going to work. Yeah. When it just, it's oh not going to work. I don't think just there's been the a, L. there can't be a team that has lost the league more money since its inception than the Coyotes. There can't be. No. Just give it up. Yeah. I mean, come on. You've got a team playing in a 4,000-seat arena. You lost. You bet wrong. It happens. You, there were some other things you did that did work. Congratulations. This one did not. Right. Let's move on. Let's, Let's get a team in Quebec yeah, or right. wherever. Houston. Houston. Bring back the arrows. Someone that's going to support yeah, a we team. Have, we have a lot of people in the chat suggesting Houston. Absolutely. Houston. Houston. They're, uh, what, fourth largest city in the country? They've got a hockey history down there. They've got an arena they can go right into. Mm-hmm. Bring back the arrows. Yeah. Hey, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download that points bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all the great web content we talked about earlier, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available now in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4,700. So before we wrap up the show here, just sort of recapping the week, the Hawks go 2-0-1 on their West Coast trip. We've seen some very encouraging things from uh, especially Taylor Radish, but Boris Kachuk has had some good moments as well. So the first, you know, um, I don't know, the first signs of that trade seem positive so far. Uh, I know Hagel had a goal for Tampa the other night. Don't know if he scored today. Probably not. In the game against Detroit. Bum. <laughs> I just love, I love Bum. that Greg is just turned on Brandon Hagel. <laughs> I'm not turned on him. I just have a deep love for t- for uh, Radish and yeah. Boris. Yeah. The only Radish I will ever love. This is true. Because <laughs> the real ones are awful. Yeah. I, I think those are two guys that, you know, we, we talked about what the, the Blackhawks roster might turn into in the ne- it, through the rest of this season and into next season. I think those are two guys that could probably play a game that sets a bit of a different tone than we've seen in the last few years for the Blackhawks. So, you know, we'll see what Kyle Davidson has, has up his sleeve going into the, into the offseason and into the draft and into free agency. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, who, like we, we spoke a little bit about this at, uh, at lunch today, it'd be really interesting to see who he targets and what his plan is for, for the yeah. offseason for July And the draft, July, too. What kind of player does he want? Yeah. You know, what kind of skill sets is he looking for? Should be an interesting week. They're home on Monday night, the Blackhawks against Buffalo, a winnable game. Yep. And then, whoo boy, end of the week, Thursday, Friday, back-to-back at the Panthers, at the Lightning. Will it be the Taylor Radish revenge game or the Brandon Hagel revenge game? We'll see. Uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Floor, the, the game against the Panthers will have a lot of potential revenge with uh, <laughs> Anthony DeClaire. And Gustav Forsling it's and Lucas the, no, Carlson. It is going to be the Henrik Borgstrom revenge game. <laughs> hey, there you go. Maybe we That's could call true. up Brent Conley for a game, too, and make it interesting. Oh, there you yeah, go. There you go. There you go. The man who contributes little, but that is very will helpful all, in Rockford. Yes. That will also be Jonathan Taze's 1,000th game yes, it will. Uh, in his career. Of course, all of them coming with the Blackhawks, so that'll be, a, that'll be a fun one. I think we need to make a promise to our audience that on Thursday for Jonathan Taze's 1,000th game, it will be a Jonathan Taves love fest. We will not be critical. No negativity. We will not be criticizing any no, no media, any comments to the media. 
We will not point out that once again, the center square on the Blackhawks bingo card, Jonathan Taves complaining to the refs with his palms up, uh, was <laughs> checked off. We will not acknowledge that on Thursday. Yes. Um, but hey, seriously, all jokes aside, uh, a huge, a huge milestone coming for one of the most important players in not only Blackhawks history but Chicago sports history. So Absolutely. we will give him his proper kudos then. And he was our fourth star today. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. See, it's it's coming up all Taves. Yeah, well, I want to thank everybody, especially Mario and Greg, for a great first week here at CHGO Blackhawks. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everybody's patience as I figured things out with uh, Odyssey. And when I say figure things out, I mean give my two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we are presented, the CHGO Blackhawks podcast is presented by PointsBet. Remember, use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. We want to thank Natalie and Steven our producers today for their great work. We will talk to you on Monday after Hawks Sabres on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.